Today on the Powerhouse Radio Network, we're going to be talking about violence. Why do we see all the violence going on in the world today? I'm Brother Wade. I'm the outspoken apostolic right here on the Powerhouse Radio Network. Praise the Lord, saints, and welcome to the Powerhouse Radio Network. I'm Brother Wade, the outspoken one, and I want to thank you for joining us here today. You can contact me here at the Powerhouse Radio Network by stopping us right here at Apostolic Talking at PowerhouseRadioNetwork.com. That's Apostolic Talking at PowerhouseRadioNetwork.com. If you have a prayer request, go ahead and shoot it over to us at Pray at PowerhouseRadioNetwork.com. So for the thousands upon thousands listening, for the millions around the world, our Skype is up and running. The chat rooms are chatting. Brothers and sisters, let's get ready to PowerCast! We're going to start off today by reading Habakkuk chapter 1, verse 1 through 4. And the word says, this is the oracle that the prophet Habakkuk saw. How long, Lord, must I cry for help, but you do not listen? I call out to you violence, but you do not deliver. Why do you force me to witness injustice? Why do you put up with wrongdoing, destruction, and violence? Conflict is present, and one must endure strife. For this reason lacks power, and justice has never carried out. Indeed, the wicked intimidate the innocent. For this reason, justice is perverted. Now let's go over to Habakkuk chapter 2, and I want to read verse 1 through 4 here. And the word says, I will stand at my watch post. I will remain stationed on the city wall. I will keep watching so I can see what he says to me and can know how I should answer when he continues my argument. The Lord responded, write down this message, record it legibly on tablets, so the one who announces it may read it easily. For the message is a witness to what is decreed. It gives reliable testimony about how matters will turn out, even if the message is not fulfilled right away. Wait patiently, for it will certainly come to pass. It will not arrive late. Look, the one who desires are not upright will faint from exhaustion, but the person of integrity will live because of his faithfulness. As we begin our power cast, I want to tell you about something uh, that I read in Chicago. It was reported that in Chicago that seven children were killed in, in shootings so far this month of July. Regrettably, stories like this seem to be the norm these days. And my question is how? How, how do we keep seeing this stuff? Why does God keep allowing this kind of stuff? How anyone could kill these little angels, these little babies, is way beyond my understanding. There's no secret that I'm a news junkie. I I, I got I, I want you to make sure that you understand that very much. And, and I could be wrong, but it seems to me that this type of nonsense is on the rise. Every time you take a look, every time you turn on the news, anything like that, you see all these killings of these poor little babies and these innocent people, and, and I don't understand it. And if you look at the stats, when I see the stats that Chicago is on pace to have 750 murders in the year 200 or 2020, 
my, my heart breaks, church. I don't understand. And I keep asking myself, why? When will this nonsense, when will this stop? I, I, I don't get it. Now, my next remarks may make some of you squirm a little bit, but how can God allow these awful catastrophes to happen to these little babies and, and, and these innocent people? How could he do this? Why doesn't my loving God who loves me and every one of us so much, why doesn't he step in and why doesn't he save these little children? Why can't, you know, we all just get along? I mean, I know that's trivial or jokingly say it a lot, but it, it's real. It's sincere. Why can't we just get along? To me, it seems most people are uninterested in these killings because nothing seems to change. The violence continues no matter what anyone says, no matter what anyone does. The violence, is, it, it, it makes me sick at my stomach. And, and a chill goes up my spine when I hear about all these goofy, mindless killings. I don't get it, church. I'm laden with this uselessness of these mindless, violent acts. And I'm serious when I say this. It makes me want to scream. There are times that I just cry because I'm helpless. I, I can't do anything about it. And, and, and I really want to. I want to do more than pray. But what can I do? Why can't we all just love our neighbors? Why can't we all just get along like the Word of God tells us to? But sadly, it seems nothing in this world is going to change. People are just indifferent about all the things and, and all the killings that are happening right here in their own backyard. Now, a few years ago, one of my cousins was killed in a violent act. And, and I had the unfortunate honor of presiding over my cousin's funeral. And as I watched and as I ministered to the family, I could see and I could feel the anger towards the suspects that had taken his life from our family. And now when I see or I hear from my aunt, I can't help but remember the inexcusable murder. And it all comes back as if it happened only yesterday. And the question returns to my mind, how can God continue to let this happen? Now, church, if you think that I'm complaining to God, then so be it. But I'm swept over with emotions whenever I see violence, whenever I see injustice, or when one group torments another group. You know, it, no matter their beliefs, no matter their race, I just hate hate. Does that make sense? I hate hate. Now, reading the complaint of Habakkuk, I, I know that I'm not alone. I see there in the word of God that I'm not the only person that sits here and questions the violence. I'm not the only person that sits here and wonders why this happens. Habakkuk complained to God about all the violence of his time. He was so concerned about the helpless victims. He said, oh Lord, how long? Shall I cry for help? And will you not listen or cry to you violence and you will not save? 
In Habakkuk's time, the legal system favored the rich over the poor who were exploited. He, like I, I was concerned with the injustices of the world of politics. We see it happening in America at this very moment. The political elite, Hillary, was in opposition to the justice of God. The breakdown of social order and chaos was running rampant at that time, just like it's running rampant in our time now. Habakkuk says the law is slack and justice never prevails. The wicked surround the righteous. This is happening not only in Habakkuk's time, but it's happening in our time as well. In Habakkuk's time, authentic religion, it required public dedication to principles of fairness and equality. Hence, the prophet concerned himself with double standards in the judicial system. The exploration of the poor by the rich, it, it, it seems that it, it was his duty as a prophet to hold society's elite accountable. The prophets were the ones that spoke up against the uh, abuse of power. My question is, where are the prophets today? Where are the people that are standing up and saying, that, you know, violence, violence? Where's that still small voice of God? Is there anyone in Chicago or is there anyone on this planet that is willing to speak up against the powerful people of our time. We see it happening. All you have to do is look at the news and you see the things that happened to that Epstein character, that evil dude that was supposedly uh, committed suicide in jail. You see it happening all the time. There's powerful people affecting the way that we see things and the way we hear things. And it's just, it's overwhelming. Is there anyone who will speak against the violence that is taking place that has overtaken not only America, but overtaken the world. Look, you can look at the news from Jerusalem. You can look at the news from London or wherever you want to look at it. Violence is everywhere on this planet. And it seems to me that it has become not only unpopular, but it's dangerous to speak out against the violence. You can't even wear a red ball cap without being in danger of someone wanting to fight you over it. It is just absolutely crazy the way things are going this day. As long as America's illegal system seems to favor the rich, Hillary, over the poor, the violence is going to continue. You can say it's all about race if you like to, but the truth is it comes down to the hows and the have-nots. That's where it's all at. Our morals as a nation has deteriorated so much that the world's morals have deteriorated, and until we see the church decide to stand up and say, enough, enough of this, I'm afraid it's only going to get worse, church. I want to put some of you at ease right now. Mine nor Habakkuk's arguments are from hostility. We both are passionately searching for the ways, uh, 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 the ways of God. Habakkuk said, if God is really good 
and, and in control of the world, how can such injustices happen? My aunt and family raised that same question when my cousin was taken from us. The family just couldn't accept the notion that God would let my cousin die for no apparent reason. Each of us needs to remember Jesus doesn't cause our misfortunes, church. Sometimes misfortunes are just plain bad luck, while other times they're caused by bad people. Antifa, Black Lives Matter. Does that sound familiar to you guys? The facts are God is not punishing us for our misbehavior. Society misbehaving is not some kind of grand scheme of design on God's part. Church, none of this is the will of Jesus. None of, none of us need to feel hurt or betrayed by our one true living God during this difficult time. What needs to happen is that the, the prophets of this world, the children of God, we need to stand up, church. If we will turn to God, he will help us overcome this. Church, I promise you this much. God is as outraged by this as we are. After Habakkuk complained to God, God responded. Now, you may or may not like God's answer, but we cannot say that God does not listen. God is not deaf. God is not indifferent. And God does not remain silent. God, however, responds on God's time. And it's not our time frame, it's God's time frame. Habakkuk had to wait. God cannot be forced into yours and mine or anyone else's time frame. God does not speak at our convenience. God responds, but he responds on his terms. So our feelings of helplessness and our complaints about the violence in this world they require patience, church. Psalms 37 verse 34 says, Wait on the Lord. Obey his commands. Then he will permit you to possess the land. You will see the demise of the wicked. So in other words, church, Habakkuk had to wait. Habakkuk 2 and verse 1 says, I will stand at my watch post. I will remain stationed on the city wall. I will keep watching so I can see what he says to me and can know how I should answer when he counters my arguments. Church, it took some time of waiting, but God did respond. And God will respond to you and I as well. But it will be on his terms, church, his time limit. We just have to be patient, just as Habakkuk was, and keep praying. God reminded Habakkuk that there's still a vision. You and I, we still have a vision. We are commanded to go in Matthew 28 and 19. We're commanded to teach this nation of the love of Jesus Christ. Now, if you've not heard the last week's PowerCast to listen to, you need to go over and find July the 27th Powercast entitled, Why Are We Here? This Powercast goes into detail about our command to go. 
The Bible says, go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them. We all know this verse. We're commanded to go. You can find this PowerCast on our website, apostolicmountain.com. Go over there and find it. It's on the July the 27th PowerCast. You'll see it right there. It's going to be easy for you to find. It's like the second one down, if I remember correctly. Go and see or go and read this. Go and look at it. Go and see the scriptures that I point this out to you. Church, we, the righteous, will receive the strength that we need to continue on if we will pray. Not because everything will become just or because of our efforts, but because we possess a larger vision. We possess a vision that uh, the outspoken apostolic has of apostolic mountain. We possess a vision of love. We possess a vision of the way that things should be. You need to possess a vision for your city. You need to possess a vision uh, of your mountain. We read in Habakkuk chapter 2, verse 3 through 5, where the word says, For the message is a witness to what is decreed. It gives reliable testimony about how matters will turn out. Even if the message is not fulfilled right away, wait patiently, for it will certainly come to pass it will not arrive late. Look, the one whose desires are not upright will faint from exhaustion, but the person of integrity will live because of his faithfulness. Indeed, wine will betray the proud, restless man. His appetite is as big as shoals like death. In other words, as big as hell. He is never satisfied. He gathers all the nations he seizes all the people. When I read this verse, do you want to really know what these verses says to me? God wants us to place greater reliability on his eternal vision rather than this brutal events that are happening in this time. We can ask why until we turn blue in our face. We may never receive an answer. We can question we can argue with God about every injustice. We can argue with him about every tragedy. We can argue with him about every senseless act of evil that we witness. But to ask why is futile. It really is, church. What we really need to ask is what? What? What can I do to make things better? What can I do? to correct the injustices that exist on our city, our state, our country, our planet. What can I do? What can I do to help the children of God overcome the oppressors of this time? Church, we apostolics, we need to pray like we've never prayed before. We need to participate in a God-inspired vision that leads to world peace. Church, I've not mentioned it in these power casts lately, but I have a vision, and you've heard me call it Apostolic Mountain. Apostolic Mountain is where I see home churches planted in about a 50 or 60 mile area every three to five miles. That is what I see for this area that I live in. So when you hear me call it Apostolic Mountain, that's what I'm talking about. 
home churches in every little city. And I jokingly call it the Dollar General uh, prophecy, where I see a apostolic church wherever you see a Dollar General. Have you ever seen those memes on Facebook or some other social media where these, every time you turn around, there's a Facebook, or a Facebook. Every time you turn around, there is some kind of a Dollar General store going up. Church, we have to do just like Habakkuk. God also responded to Habakkuk by saying, the proud have a wrong spirit, but the righteous, now pay attention to this right here, but the righteous live by faith. Church, if you've never read the book of Habakkuk, I, I, I challenge you to read it right now. But it ends with these words right here. And it says, God, the Lord is my strength. He makes my feet like the feet of a deer and makes me tread upon the heights. Church, ask yourself this. When, when violent things happen, are we still able to say, God is my strength? Can we continue to be the people who are faithful in spite of all the chaos that is happening in the world? Can you and I still be able to say, God is my strength. God is there for me. See, church, thousands of acts of kindness happen every day, but yet they go unreported. We don't see them as much as we see all the negativity and all the hatred and all the things of the world. We hear about the violence in the world, but we rarely do we hear about people of faith who try to make a difference. So why don't we try to make a difference today? Why don't we do something that, that can totally make a difference? Church, I'm Brother Wade of the Powerhouse Radio Network. Until next week, may God bless each and every one of us and keep us safe. This is Brother Stephen Spiegel, and you're listening to The Outspoken Apostolic on the Powerhouse Radio Network. Well, church, the time has run out on us today. Thank you for spending just a few minutes of your time in studying and discussing God's holy word. If you have any need that you need us to pray for, please do not hesitate to send us an email at apostolictalking at powerhouseradionetwork.com. Apostolic Talking without the G. My name is Brother Wade, and me and the staff here at Powerhouse Radio Network are also available for Christian counseling if you find yourself in need. Please visit our webpage at powerhouseradionetwork.com for the latest apostolic talking news, all of Brother Wade's preachings, teachings, and engagements, and of course, previous PowerCast, our weekly rants, Sunday school lessons, Bible studies, and of course, our sermons. May God bless you and keep you safe. Powerhouse. Radio Network.